Is uh, it is time for our burning pan- planet slot, burning planet that part of the day, Mavericks offering, which uh, looks at environmental issues. One of their journalists, Julia Evans, joins us now. Um, Julia, Cyclone Freddy has has started doing some damage in Indian Ocean islands, and um, I saw a, um, a a what would one call a notification from the Weather Service saying that it's not expected to hit South Africa as badly as it originally thought might happen. But again, it's it's yet another example of an extreme weather event causing huge human and infrastructural and geographic natural damage. Hi, John. Um, yeah, exactly. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, first of all, the South African Weather Service has been tracking the cyclone um, for about a week. With these type of tra- tropical cyclones, they explained to me that um, it's it's easy for them to see it uh, from far away, from like uh, even two weeks in advance. But what's hard to track is the path. So, luckily for us, the cyclone isn't passing directly over South Africa. It's passed over Madagascar, and it just hit Mozambique today. Um, but as predicted, it will be semi-stationary um, near the border of South Africa for a few days. Um, but it'll only, um, like, minorly affect uh, Limpopo, um, the eastern parts of Limpopo province, um, during the weekend. Um, and not the actual cyclone, but just the remnants of it. So Limpopo can expect extreme rainfall, flooding, maybe strong winds. Um, but luckily, the actual cyclone won't be passing over us. But, but yeah, like you but said, you, it's, it's, yeah. Sorry, given yeah. the amount of rain that has fallen in Limpopo and uh, slightly east of it into Mpumalanga, given how swollen the rivers are mm-hmm. and given how inadequate a lot of disaster planning is in South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even significant rain in parts of parts of those two provinces, Gauteng, even maybe as well, that, you know, have had quite a lot of rain recently, means more rivers flooding, means more homes being washed away, it means potentially more drowning. So, yes, thank goodness the full cyclone's not going to hit us, but it could still be, it could still be significantly negative for those northern and eastern provinces. Yeah, exactly, John. There has, it's just going to compound of the rain that's already occurred, but also with something that Mozambique also struggles with is that um, South Africa's infrastructure isn't like built to sustain strong winds. Um, we don't have good erosion control or um, infrastructure to deal with flooding. So that is a concern. And it's going to be a concern in future because scientists um, have been telling us that climate change is increasing the um, likelihood of cyclones becoming more intense and frequent. Um, and it's already been shown in the past 40 years that more intense cyclones are starting to occur um, near Mozambique, but also we might see it occurring further south, um, even down to Richards Bay. And right now we don't have the disaster management systems in place to get people out, as we saw, unfortunately, with the tragic floods in KZN last year. So it's something that we really have to start thinking about um, climate adaptation, adaptation plans, how we can evacuate people safely. Um, there are a lot of people living in low-lying areas uh, close to water, and, it's yeah, it's unsafe for them. And it's going to, yeah, extreme events are going to be occurring more frequently um, and more intensely in the coming years. 
You mentioned the KwaZulu-Natal floods, and it doesn't appear as if what might happen over the next few days as um, as Cyclone Freddy passes over, as if it's mm. going to be on the scale of KwaZulu-Natal, but it also yeah. doesn't look as if we've we've learned too many lessons. I mean, I suppose one lesson that has been taken to heart is early warnings that it's coming, there's going to be significant rain, but whether that early warning is being followed by the right kind of pre-emergency responses on the ground, I'm less convinced yeah. that that is happening, that that lesson has been learned. Well, it's actually interesting because a lot of people thought when the KZN floods happened that we didn't have good enough forecasting in place. And we actually have brilliant forecasting. Uh, like we have world-class systems and we had the warnings in place even when the KZN floods happened. But the problem is more communicating um, the extreme events to communities on the ground and also building trust with the communities. Um, because you can't just go over to a community and say you need to move. You need to have a trust built within. You need to um, have a, a place where they can go, yeah. um, where they have access to water and infrastructure. And, and that's something that we need to build on now before extreme events happen. So um, a lot of scientists have said we need to start co-producing knowledge and also start building community-based and um, disaster um, risk strategies. Uh, there was actually an example in the case in floods of a... Um, a township of about um, a thousand people who did have um, a community-based system in place before the floods, and they worked with UKZN um, University, and they were able to get everyone out, and no lives were lost in that area, which is a good example of how building trust and co-producing knowledge with people on the ground is so imperative. But that needs to start happening now. Um, it's more about the communication and and building trust in the forecasting because we actually have brilliant forecasting, like it's world class. So. That is sorted, which I think is a misconception. Julia, thanks very much for chatting to us this afternoon. Julia Evans, a Daily Maverick journalist who contributes regularly to the Burning Planet section. Uh,